Ego Unraveled, Exploring the True Nature of Self in Psychology. Welcome to Information for Life, Ideas and Insights to Navigate Your World, the podcast where we dig deep into the human experience and explore the world we live in. I'm your host, and today we're diving into the fascinating world of ego, a concept that's deeply rooted in the fabric of psychology. We'll seek to understand what ego really is and the misconceptions people have about it. Before diving into our exploration, let's do something a little different than usual and acknowledge our sources immediately. Our primary source for this episode is Sigmund Freud's book, The Ego and the Id, Freud, 1923, which laid the foundation for understanding the ego in psychology. We'll also refer to works by Eric Erickson, Carl Jung, and Abraham Maslow. These four people were all groundbreaking in the field of psychology, and even though some of them get their fair share of criticism, especially Freud, who I must admit I'm a bit of a closet Freudian, their collective contributions have significantly shaped our understanding of the human psyche. Each of them approached the concept of ego from their unique perspective, offering valuable insights that continue to resonate today. Despite the criticisms, their work remains an essential foundation for modern psychological research and practice. As we explore deeper into the complexities of the ego, we'll draw upon their theories and ideas, highlighting their lasting impact on psychology and our ongoing quest for self-understanding. So what is ego? In Freud's psychoanalytic theory, the ego is one of the three components of the psyche sitting between the id and the superego, Freud, 1923. The id is the primitive, instinctual part of our minds, and the superego is the moral compass that guides us. The ego is the rational decision-making aspect of our personality, navigating between the desires of the id and the demands of the superego, Freud, 1923. Now, to reach and resonate with the widest audience possible, let's draw some metaphors for what the ego actually is. Hopefully, one or more of these will make perfect sense to the listener. You can imagine the ego as a delicate dance, a twisted waltz between desire and duty, both fierce and tender, a street fighter and a saint, finding balance in the chaos of the human heart. We could also see the ego through a more mystical, science fiction-infused lens. In the vast cosmos of our minds, the ego is the spaceship, navigating the uncharted realms of our inner worlds, guiding us through the storms of our desires and the black holes of our conscience. In athletics, the ego can be envisioned as a skilled athlete adept at managing the dynamic interplay between offense and defense. In the game of life, the ego must carefully balance pursuing personal goals and desires with the need to respect boundaries and social norms. It remains agile and adaptable, navigating the complex terrain of our inner and outer worlds, striving to achieve the best possible outcome for ourselves and others. In architecture, a way to visualize the ego is as the blueprint for a building. The ego carefully designs the structure of our lives, balancing the demands of our basic needs and the aspirations of our highest potential. It serves as the master plan, guiding the construction of our thoughts, feelings, and actions, helping us to create a solid foundation and a purposeful existence. For people into music, the ego can also be imagined as an orchestra conductor, with a myriad of instruments, our thoughts, emotions, and desires, playing their unique parts, the ego ensures that they harmonize, creating a beautiful symphony of our inner lives. It skillfully manages the tempo, dynamics, and balance, orchestrating the perfect blend of our primal urges and higher aspirations. In the realm of strongman, the sport is a metaphor for the psychological ego's epic journey. Like the athletes, the ego fiercely competes to balance raw desires with indomitable willpower. Like these titans, the ego pushes itself to the limits of human capability, 
navigating immense obstacles to achieve harmony between primal urges and higher aspirations. Each challenge faced by the ego, much like the weights lifted by strongman competitors, is a testament to the resilience of the human spirit and the unyielding determination to rise above our limitations. In this colossal clash, the ego mirrors the essence of a strongman competitor relentlessly striving for self-mastery and the pursuit of personal growth. Finally, in nature, a way to manage the ego is by comparing it to a tree. The ego is like the trunk of a tree, providing stability and support while connecting the deep roots of our primal instincts, id, to the lofty branches of our moral values and ideals, superego. It ensures that we remain grounded while reaching for the sky, adapting to the ever-changing seasons of life. Each of these metaphors offers a unique lens through which to view the ego, illustrating its multifaceted nature and essential role in our lives. By finding a metaphor that resonates with us, we can gain a deeper appreciation for the complexity and the beauty of the human psyche and better understand the critical function the ego serves in our overall psychological well-being. While the ego is often depicted as a villain in popular culture, it's not inherently harmful. The ego is a critical part of our psychological makeup, serving as an essential metaphor between our inner world and outer reality. Erickson, 1968. It is responsible for our self-awareness, our sense of identity, and our ability to make choices. However, the ego can sometimes become inflated or imbalanced, leading to what is commonly referred to as an ego problem. This term is where the confusion arises. People often mistake egoism, arrogance, and narcissism for the ego itself. These are in fact manifestations of an unhealthy ego, Jung, 1953. It is essential to note that narcissism, as a personality trait or disorder, is complex and multifaceted, and its outcomes can vary depending on the individual and the context. While it may be challenging for individuals with narcissistic tendencies to achieve healthy change, it's not impossible. With self-awareness, therapy, and support, individuals can work on their ego imbalances and strive for a healthier sense of self. An inflated ego can manifest in various ways, such as entitlement, excessive self-importance, or an inability to accept criticism. These traits are not representative of a healthy ego, but are instead signs of an ego that is out of balance. Maslow, 1954. You could think of this as a strongman competitor who hasn't trained as hard as they could have, or is using steroids, SARMs, etc. to shortcut to their goals instead of using them scientifically after exhausting other options as temporary tools in their arsenal to extend the limits of their natural capabilities. To illustrate this point, let's consider two hypothetical individuals, John and Jane. Jane constantly seeks attention and validation, often boasting about her accomplishments and belittling others. John, on the other hand, is humble and empathetic, recognizing his worth and refusing to be Jane's doormat, but also valuing the contributions of others and leading with kindness and empathy even while not being afraid to speak the hard truths. The common misconception might lead one to believe that Jane has a strong ego and is someone to follow and look up to, even, in modern terms, an influencer, while John has a weak ego. However, in psychological terms, Jane's ego is objectively and measurably unhealthy, self-harming in the long run and completely imbalanced. In contrast, John's ego is objectively and measurably well-adjusted, functional, and will stand the test of time. This example emphasizes that a genuinely healthy ego, in all its complexity, is balanced, allowing an individual to have a strong sense of self while also valuing the contributions and needs of others. John's humility, empathy, and true strength are indicators of a well-adjusted ego. 
In contrast, Jane's attention-seeking, boastful behavior and tendency to get embarrassed or angry when challenged are objective and measurable signs of a genuinely unhealthy, imbalanced ego. To further understand the nuances of ego, it is essential to recognize that ego development is an ongoing process throughout our lives. As we grow and evolve, our ego adapts, allowing us to form a more complex sense of self and a deeper understanding of our place in the world. Erickson, 1968. Remember that the ego is a fundamental component of our psychological structure, playing a crucial role in mediating between our desires, moral compass, and the external world. It is essential to our self-awareness, identity, and decision-making processes. Rather than demonizing the ego, we should strive for a healthy, well-balanced ego that allows us to navigate life with grace and humility. Note that it is common for people to associate the ego with false pride and arrogance mistakenly. This misconception likely arises from the widespread use of the term ego in everyday language, where it is often employed to describe individuals who exhibit self-centered, boastful, or arrogant behavior. However, this interpretation does not accurately reflect the true meaning of ego in psychological terms. Again, in psychology, the ego is a fundamental component of the human psyche, responsible for mediating between our inner desires, id, our moral compass, superego, and the external world. It is an essential aspect of our self-awareness, identity, and decision-making processes. The ego is not inherently negative or synonymous with arrogance and false pride. However, when the ego becomes imbalanced or overly focused on oneself, as in narcissism or egoism, it manifests in self-centered, prideful, and arrogant behaviors. These manifestations directly result from an unhealthy ego rather than the ego itself. It is crucial to differentiate between the ego as a fundamental psychological construct and the negative behaviors that can arise from an unhealthy ego. By understanding the true nature of the ego and striving for a balanced, well-adjusted ego, individuals can navigate life with grace, humility, and empathy while maintaining a solid sense of self. Let's get sidetracked here, go a bit off-topic, and briefly talk about the concept of ego death when using psychedelics. The term ego death is often used to describe a profound psychological experience that some individuals report during the use of psychedelics, such as LST, ayahuasca or DMT, or psilocybin. People who use psychedelics consistently may refer to themselves as psychonauts. In this context, ego death refers to a temporary loss of oneself or identity accompanied by feelings of unity and interconnectedness with the world or people around them. It is important to note that this term is not used in mainstream psychological literature and psychologists do not universally recognize the concept of ego death. During a psychedelic experience, individuals may undergo profound alterations in their perceptions, emotions, and thought patterns which can temporarily dissolve the ego boundaries that usually define their sense of self. This disillusion may result in feeling at one with the universe or experiencing a sense of unity with all living beings. However, priming effects cannot be discounted here and more research is needed in this area. Hopefully, as sociopolitical perceptions evolve, we will be able to do actual complex research in this area instead of legally keeping these substances labeled under Schedule 1, which directly inhibits real, hard scientific research. I should repeat this, the Schedule 1 classification of many psychedelic substances has been a significant barrier to study in the area of ego death. As sociopolitical perceptions evolve, there is hope that more real research will be conducted, leading to a better understanding of these substances and their potential benefits and risks. 
While the concept of ego death may provide a valuable framework for understanding certain aspects of the psychedelic experience, it is essential to approach the topic cautiously. The effects of psychedelics are highly individual and can vary significantly depending on factors such as dose, set, the individual's mindset, and setting, the environment. Additionally, while some individuals may report positive or even transformative experiences related to ego death, others may find the experience distressing or disorienting. As these substances allow one to access their subconscious, negative experiences are probably related to being forced to face one's own internalized fears and even internalized traumas directly. It is essential to recognize the potential risks associated with the use of psychedelics and to approach their use with respect and caution. Remember, while the term ego death is used to describe a specific phenomenon reported by some individuals during psychedelic experiences, it is not a universally recognized psychological concept. However, it does provide a way to discuss the temporary dissolution of the ego boundaries that sometimes occur under the influence of psychedelics. Okay, back to the topic at hand. As we continue our exploration, let's now turn our attention to how we can cultivate a healthy ego. It is essential to recognize that ego development is a lifelong journey, and there are steps we can take to foster balance and self-awareness. First, genuine self-reflection is crucial. By regularly examining our thoughts, feelings, and actions, we can better understand our motivations and behavior patterns. Maslow, 1968. This introspection allows us to identify areas where ego may be imbalanced or underdeveloped, providing an opportunity for growth and change. Second, empathy and compassion are vital. Without empathy and compassion, it is highly probable that you'll never find genuine connection or happiness, just empty and temporary dopamine and serotonin highs. I ran into one of these in a relationship, and while it's sad, they may continue to make poor choices. While I did my absolute best, and of all people held the highest of hopes for the person to want real growth, in the end, people will sleep in the bed they made for themselves. You can't save people who lack genuine insight and don't accept, appreciate, or even understand genuine concern and real help. Admittedly, one of the hardest lessons I've had to learn, a big reason I started this podcast was to help people before it's too late for them, but by continuing to foster a genuine concern for the well-being of others and continuing to cultivate our ability to see the world from different perspectives, we can counteract the tendency for the ego to become overly self-focused as they did. Rogers, 1959. This helps us maintain a healthy ego, strengthens our authentic connections with others, and deepens our sense of real belonging in the world. Third, we must embrace humility. Truly recognizing that we are not infallible and that we have much to learn from others instead of merely doing lip service to the concept as some do can help prevent the ego from becoming poisonously inflated. Maslow, 1968. True humility allows us to remain open to new ideas and experiences, fostering a mindset of continuous growth and self-improvement. True humility can be balanced with true confidence in one's objectively measured skills by maintaining an awareness of one's limitations and the value of others' perspectives while recognizing and acknowledging one's abilities. This balance can be achieved by embracing self-awareness, practicing gratitude, valuing others' contributions, being genuinely open to feedback, and cultivating a growth mindset. Again, I cannot stress enough how important it is to internalize these principles versus simply acting them out, doing lip service to them, or putting a good face on social media as someone with an unhealthy and unbalanced ego often does. By incorporating these principles, true humility can coexist with confidence in one's skills, fostering an attitude that values self-improvement, continuous learning, and collaboration. 
This balanced approach not only supports personal growth, but also contributes to healthy relationships and effective teamwork. Lastly, we must be mindful of the ego's role in our lives. By understanding the functions of the ego and remaining vigilant for signs of imbalance, we can better manage our psychological well-being and foster a sense of wholeness and integration. Young, 1953. In pursuing a healthy ego, it's important to remember that this journey is unique to each individual. Our experiences, upbringing, and cultural context all shape the development of our ego and the challenges we face along the way. However, by engaging in self-reflection, practicing empathy and compassion, embracing humility, and remaining mindful of the ego's role in our lives, we can cultivate a balanced and functional ego that serves us well throughout our journey. As we conclude this exploration of the ego, it's crucial to recognize that this complex psychological construct is often misunderstood and misrepresented in popular culture. By deepening our understanding of the ego and striving for balance, we can more effectively navigate life's challenges, foster healthier relationships, and cultivate greater self-awareness and fulfillment. As we move forward in our fleetingly short lives, equipped with ever more knowledge, more appreciation for nuance, and a better understanding of the ego, it's important to remember that self-awareness is crucial to personal growth. We only have so much time in this world to get it right. By cultivating a healthy ego, we empower ourselves to face life's challenges with resilience, empathy, and humility. Continuing to educate ourselves about the intricacies of human psychology can provide valuable insights into our own behavior and the behavior of those around us. Knowledge and understanding are powerful tools for personal growth, improved relationships, and well-being, and knowing when to stop trying to help and walk away. So as you continue your journey, remember to embrace self-reflection, practice empathy and compassion, cultivate humility, and remain mindful of the ego's role in your life. These practices will support your growth as an individual and contribute to developing a healthy, balanced ego. In future episodes of Information for Life, Insights and Ideas to Navigate Your World, we will continue exploring various facets of the human experience, providing valuable insights and ideas to support your personal journey. Together, we will delve into emotional intelligence, mindfulness, communication styles, strategies, pitfalls to watch out for, and how to spot potentially true narcissists and people with possible borderline personality disorder online based on their public profiles. Hence, we come better prepared to handle, help, or avoid them. We will also discuss the benefits of monogamy, non-monogamy, the gray areas in between, and more. Thank you for joining us on this journey into the world of ego. We hope you found this discussion enlightening and informative and gain new insights and ideas to help you navigate your life with greater understanding and compassion. Join us next time on Information for Life, Insights and Ideas to Navigate Your World for further exploration into the human experience. Until next time, take care, lead with compassion and empathy, and keep learning, growing, and navigating your world with curiosity and an open heart. <laughs>